Geeksters. And welcome to episode 62, part one of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. And this first hour, we started off with, of course, the bet we had for the Doctor Who special that came out on Saturday. He still sounds better, folks. <laughs> I won $5. Yes. It's all matters. <laughs> Again, I was wrong, and Sean was right. And the worst, best part about it is, he's a bigger Doctor Who fan than I am. <laughs> <laughs> yep, nailed it. Ooh, damn you, Moffat. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we went to box office releases. Well, and we did have a special guest on with us, like a special guest host. Dave Sipon again was on our show. Hi, Dave. Say hi. Hi, everybody. He's in the background. I don't know if you heard yeah. that or not, but there you go. <laughs> Yep. So uh, sit back and enjoy the wackiness, and we'll see you at the end. Yeah. And welcome to Geesters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm Sean. And I'm Erica. And tonight in studio, we have our guest host again, Dave Sipons. Hi, Dave. Hey, everybody. It's As always, it's great to be here. Yes. Thank you, Dave, for coming. Hi, Dave. In hey, actuality, Sean. he was kidnapped. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> His wife's putting out a missing persons report as we speak. We have about three hours before the cops kick in the door. Just enough time for the show. Are you kidding me? She's going to wait at least a week. <laughs> That's just a notice I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. So we have enough time to like go down to Cabo and have some fun. Why would you want to go to Cabo? I don't know. Always sounds nice. A friend of mine's going down there next week. For? Vacation. Oh. Maybe the hookers. I don't know. She didn't really say why she's going down there. Maybe she's on the run. She, it's entirely possible she's on the run. She's a shady character. <laughs> Damn I those love shady you, characters. Ellen. <laughs> I love you, Ellen. Damn those shady characters. All my friends are shady characters. I don't know if anybody updated their Facebook status. I'll do it. I did it. All right. Just make sure. So... Yeah. Let's start out with uh, what we've been waiting for for months on end, the bet. Um, we were starting off with that? Yes, let's start off with that. Let's start off with it so I can watch and give Sean the money. There you go, buddy. $5. <laughs> yep. Congratulations. Hold on, hold on, hold on. we got to get a photo of this. we got to get a photo of this. Hey, hold on, hold on. we got to get the right picture. Hold it, hold it up higher. No, you're supposed to hold your thumb down. I'm like, <laughs> hey, look at me. Got it. Give <laughs> <Get> my money. <laughs> okay, in case anybody was wondering why I just gave Sean $5. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the usual thing, but uh, we had a bet, long going bet that uh, Doctor Who, who John Hurt was in the series. And last night, the uh, show went on a 50th anniversary special. And he is a previous doctor so he's not a doctor of the future that i thought and sean was right and i was wrong so there you go that's it pretty much <laughs> we'll get back to doctor who in a moment no no let's keep going what else is there to say i was no. right you were wrong we, we started this <laughs> we're gonna finish it now <laughs> sorry dude you dug your own hole honey <laughs> the, the thing is though when at the end of the season they had john hurt pop up as the doctor and i was my guess was that he was going to be the doctor that was going to fill the gap, which would make Capaldi's doctor the 13th doctor. Right. And, of course, I said 
that's oh, pretty shit. odd that they would do that because <laughs> they've all, they have all all numbered out, and I think he's going to be a future doctor, which would make much too much sense because how would you get John Hurt, you know, as an actor to play the next doctor when they picked Capaldi as the next doctor? Well, I think they had John Hurt as a doctor before they picked Capaldi. Yes. So, I mean, but I think since he said back then, it was like, well, since he said he, what he did was, wasn't in the name of the doctor, it was from, and Matt Smith knew what he did. Mm-hmm. It had to be a past doctor. It had to be a past doctor. I agree with Sean on that one. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> and, I mean, I was making fun of because he knew bet. who he was. <laughs> and then the compound, that, then the compound that was that you knew there was a gap between the 1996 version and the Eccleston version. Yes. And for a show to be on for 50 years, you need something to fill that time because people are going, show wasn't on the air for 50 years. Right. Well, it was in technically no one ever saw it. No one ever saw the this. lost episodes of John Hurt as the Doctor. That's what we got to find now. Well, I mean, I, well, it's I, buried I, somewhere in Africa. But to be on, <laughs> but to be honest, I didn't know what to expect him as what kind of Doctor he was going to be and how he was going to mesh in because he's always so serious, you know. Yeah. And to see him in the role, I was like, I felt like I would have loved to see him as a Doctor, like a couple right. seasons in there, right? Because he did seem to be kind of like he like like a corkish quality. Mm-hmm. Like he had like a sense of humor. He wasn't all just kind of like prim, proper, and stiff. Right. Like you kind of like you feel like Eccleston was. Okay, I could get, I can go with that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I don't want to get into too much detail because like Erica did not see it. I did not see it. You know, but I like. I mean, I know that some movie theaters here in the area are going to be showing the 3D mm-hmm. version tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like, I could see that in 3D. I would go see it. But, I mean, or just wait until the 10th because that's when it comes out on DVD. Right. <laughs> you know what? I think I, I mean, I want it on DVD, but I think I would also like to go see it in 3D in a theater. That would be awesome. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, hmm, the Geekster's Road Trip. I would be up for that. Does anyone know if they're releasing it on Blu-ray 3D? It is. Yes, yeah, on, the, on the 10th of uh, December it's coming out. Yeah, it's going to be a um, 3D Blu-ray DVD combo kind of thing. So Sweet. You'll be able to catch it then yeah. if you missed it. Now, has everyone here seen Night of the Doctor, the the short that was the precursor to yesterday's Day of the Doctor? Nope. No. All right. Oh, well, the, we'll well, that's the, yeah, you did see it. Well, that's the, the little six-minute vignette. Yes. The yes, supplement. Sir. Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I liked how they made John Hurt look younger in that. So they did imply that he was that doctor for years. Right. Right. Yeah, the uh, the tenth. It's the Doctor Who 50th anniversary special. It's the Blu-ray, 3D, Blu-ray, DVD combo. There you go. So nice. And yeah. for my knitting friends out there, there are two uh, kits that Lorna's Laces has put out. They're ninety dollars each. Uh, you can either make a scarf a la Tom Baker, or you can make yourself knee-high socks. I will not be buying either of those. Well, now, okay. Simply because oh, I, I don't want somebody to make that shit but, for me. Okay, well, <laughs> I I actually have made a Tom Baker scarf for nice. my friend Patsy. Oh, cool. So I did. That sucker was fourteen goddamn feet long. That was what? fourteen okay. of the longest feet of my life. Okay, time out. Fly on the yeah. plane. Number one, you can buy those scarves. <laughs> you can, <laughs> but there's. I will say there's a certain um, satisfaction in like when I finish that scarf for my friend. That I was. I, you felt like your life was validated because you did something. 
Oh well, sorry. <laughs> but it, it was actually like I was, I was actually really satisfied that I finished this thing. Like it was. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I completely understand when yeah. I finish a video game, I feel like I've accomplished something. Yeah. I've either saved the universe or I've saved myself in some way, shape, or form. You made a scarf. Just put in the comparison. <laughs> I, I hand knitted a scarf. And how long did it take you? It took me from uh, beginning to end. I think it was four months. Okay, that's, that's yeah. a nice achievement. Yeah, yeah. That you could have just bought it at a store. I could have, but then it would not have been the authentic. It's not authentic either. Somebody in a studio went. I know we do. No, Get actually, that scarf, wrap it around his neck. No, actually, actually, do you know? Do you know what? Um, as the seasons went on, what they did was they um, added another color. No, what they did was that because the scarf kept stretching out and it would get beat up, they would take it and chop it apart and then put it back together. So, like, the older scar or the newer scarves were actually the older scarves taken apart and put back together. The remnants of the old yeah. scarf. Okay, so kind of like having so a lucky... So suck it! Well, I was going to say, it's kind of like having a lucky penny. If something good happens, you want to yeah. keep that like it's like a total. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but again, it wasn't like... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> It's a prop on a show. Yeah. You know? But a lot, of, and actually in the knitting community, it's, for those who don't know, I am a very avid knitter, and I'm actually a very proficient knitter. You so. you are one bad relationship away from a bunch of cats. <laughs> I, my, my, thing, my thing is, I'm one bad relationship away from owning 30 cats. Exactly. I, actually, it's 30, knitting. it's 30 dogs, but same difference. Just knitting. What are you doing? I'm knitting another scarf. Shut up. I'm running out of blue. For my dog, Coco. Yeah. No, for my dog, Doctor. He's Tom, he's Peter, he's <laughs> she even bought her yarn. <laughs> In case the show gets boring, you're gonna knit knit one, pearl two. Do you have to count like that too? Um, not usually because I, I just I do it by feel nail. I've done it so long. Walk, that walk, walk I... <laughs> it's your own joke there. I can do it without looking. So <laughs> that good. That's what she said. See that again, Pandora's box. What are you making? Uh, I'm actually making a scarf. <laughs> okay, no. Okay. It's cold in the hold studio. On, hold on it is fucking cold in the studio. My, so, I have my coat on my feet right now. <laughs> whatever. So are you making a scarf because that's the only thing you can make? No. I've I've made um I made a christening dress I've made hats I actually made for my uncle um, my uncle who got me into Star Trek I made him a if you remember from the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek the hat that Scotty was wearing when he was in the out, on the outpost oh is that um, I kind of vaguely remember did it have balls on it it, it, <laughs> it did not have balls on it. it was sort of a floppy knitted hat okay I, I made him a um I found the pattern for a reproduction of that hat. Really? So I made him that hat. Oh, that's interesting. Now, I, that's yeah. actually kind of cool. Yeah. So I made him that. And somewhere I have a picture of it online. Did you um, <laughs> take him. like the pattern for a 14... How long was it? 14 feet? It was 14 feet long. And was it a pattern or did you just kind of go... It, was, it actually was a pattern. There's um, on Ravelry, they have the patterns for all the um, the the um doctor who scarves online with all the the colors to proper go with colors. it yeah the proper colors and the proper um lengths for each color for each color block so that way you know how long to knit for before you need to change the color so that way it's an actual replica of that scarf okay hey look you know, people do build model cars you build 14 feet scarves yeah <laughs> now i want one <laughs> <laughs> and 
Thank you, Patsy, for still wearing it. I And that's actually how me and my friend Patsy became friends, because my friend Nicole, they were friends, and he talked to her about finding somebody to make this replica scarf. She hooked us up because I knit it, and um, that was like eight years ago. Is knit a proper word, or is it just knit? I think it's just knit. Knit. Well, knit, or, well, knitted as well. Well, that is knitted proper is English. The past tense, yeah, of knit. <laughs> I'm googling that shit. <laughs> Why are you googling this shit? We I, have a girl for that now. Because <laughs> she's talking about knitting. <laughs> Dictionary. <laughs> da, da, come da, on. Da, Maybe it's like the plural fish. You know, it could be fish or it could be fishes. Both are correct. Or fishing. I mean, I know you're knitting a sweater, but after you get done knitting something, did you knit it or did you knit? You knit it. You knit the object. Oh, so you looked at, already looked it up? No. Oh. No. no. <laughs> you knit the object or you... The one you, job she has. I know. She doesn't do it. I'm because look- I say it all the time. She's perfect for the show. <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, next. Um... <sighs> here we go. Past tense of knit is... Oh, you know what? I just see knitting. Oh, so Jesus oh, the action, the action or method of one that knits, work done or being done by one that knits. So knitted is not really a word. Then there is a whole lot of people in this world making up words. Exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's called Americans. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we do things. That's how we roll. Oh wait, no, nope. I typed in the in Meridian Webster dictionary. There, I typed in knitted. There's no word. It just went right to knit as a verb. Okay. I typed in past tense and knit, and it took me to grammarist.com. Uh-huh. Okay. So knit versus knitted. The verb knit is traditionally uninflected in the past tense and as a past participle, which I sucked at grammar, so. <laughs> you lost me at pa- pa- past participle, whatever the yeah. fuck that well, was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know enough about grammar to get me by. Um, knitted is also is now well accepted though it appears about as often as the uninflected form in 21st century text throughout the English speaking word knitted is safest as a what I don't even know what the fuck half this means what so basically what happens so knitted is acceptable okay so so in, in layman's terms it's like how people used to say ain't and it's bad English. Yeah, like but then because, ain't, ain't a word because right, it ain't in a dictionary. Because now everyone, it is. Now it well, is. it's in the it's, dictionary is slang, though. It's not in as an actual word. It says slang after the Right, wording. but the fact is that that word has been so integrated in our society that we've just now taken it, take it as canon that ain't is a proper use of a word. Hmm. You know, we're like knitted, where technically it's not proper, but it's accepted. Yeah. Like eight. Like selfie. I ain't no selfie. Oh, I ain't taking yeah. no selfies. Gotcha. Or okay, since we're let's go back to the Doctor Who things. <laughs> I, I watched that like little like right before because I didn't. I watched the replay, and the chick who was doing the hosting pissed me the fuck off with this whole <laughs> with this whole oh so many of the feels. Fuck you! It's not even a goddamn real world uh, word. It's like, oh, the feels. I was feeling the feels. No, you were having feelings. <laughs> fuck you. Like, come on. 
I hate yeah. that. No, I'm right there with you. Like, there's, um, oh, what was it? Oh, the the whole because science, because this, because that. Like, there was an article I was re- reading about the phrase because blank, and I'm like, that makes me angry now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, well, like like oh, the world, re- world the world revolves around the sun. Why? Because science. Yeah, yeah. It's that's like, <laughs> no. The world revolves around the sun because of gravity, not because like oh, why no, do we I, have to dumb things down that much? Oof, again, now, granted. Uh, no, you know but, why? I could, I almost have a legitimate answer for that. What? Because we now live in a world where we're all texting. Mm-hmm. And we always shorten LOLs, laughing out loud, because no one wants to type that way. So you shorten things. Like, instead of, seeing, instead of saying feelings, yeah. it's feels. Okay, but I have a rebuttal to that. <laughs> of course you do. Yes, you I do. <laughs> <laughs> that is in the texting world. Yeah. We're in the real fucking world. Doesn't matter. I don't care. We're in the real world. I want to hear a real fucking sentence. And you know what? I actually got up in front of a high school class and said that. I agree. I, I agree. A hundred percent. Same thing like in, um, like I work in a business environment. I send business emails. Believe it or not, folks, I work in a business environment. <laughs> Scary. Probably not for much longer, but. So is this show. So far, you haven't said anything <laughs> bad My boss is going to hear this show and be like, Erica, we need to have a talk. <laughs> well, you're not in customer service, are you? Uh, <laughs> in a way, yes. <laughs> All right. I love my clients. <laughs> well, give me the other um, clients so they get to know you. It's not like some random guy walking off the street going, hi, I'm looking for this. Yeah. Yeah. Like I work, I work more in the, the back end sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. Oh, my, my, we call my third grader went back end. <laughs> she said back end. <laughs> but I mean, I, yeah. So... Anyway, you know, I do send like actual business emails, and when I do, when I send them, I send actual sentences, like correct but- punctuation, the whole nine. I have sent them to people and gotten back smiley faces and LOL, LMAO. I'm like, well, oh. am I sending <laughs> yeah, this to totally fucking high school students? Like, come uh, on now. Now, okay, now let me ask you a question. Now, like, now I am. I understand the business letter because you were working at, during your business hours. Yeah. Those people are your clients who you're mm-hmm. kind of friendly with when you're on the phone with them. Yeah. So they maybe they don't see you more as a professional. Like, hey, it's my buddy Erica. Boom, boom, boom. Like, to me, there's a time to be professional and there's a time to be like, hey, all right, you know, like, depending on what when you want to come across. Like, yeah, like, if, if I'm sending an email to somebody and saying, hey, let's go get lunch, you know, blah, blah, blah. Hello, you know, like something like where it's real casual. But if I'm sending an email, like, you know, listing out bullet points for a project or something, like I sort of, I sort of expect the response to mirror the original email. Thank you, Erica. Happy face, smiley face, winky face. Pink. I know. I heard. Asterix wiki face. Click. <laughs> How the hell do we get on that topic? <laughs> well, because the stupid host of the fucking Doctor oh, Who yeah. thing was like the feels. The feels. Like I, every time she said, and she said it so many times, I literally wanted to punch her in the face. Ask her if she needs a modium. I would have been like, "Hey, I got a, I got a feels for you. Let me punch you right in the face." <laughs> How's that, Shiner? How's that feel? <laughs> How's that feels? Yeah. Now you're gonna have women's groups calling in saying that. uh 
You're advocating beating women. No, I mean, I'm advocating understanding why Mr. Hand turns into Mr. Fist. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> so let's get that out there. <laughs> so, I mean, but the show I thought was fun. I liked it. I mean, I thought it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I it was mean, well thought out. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they had 50 years to think about it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like how it all gelled. And I liked um, a couple of the nods from the, for this 50 years, like how it started off in black and white. The exact same establishing shot from the very first Doctor Who mm-hmm. into this present one. I love the Tom Baker scarf. The chick, I was like, oh, it's Tom Baker scarf. I get it. Wink, wink, wink. You know, and I was like, as a viewer, I go, okay, I acknowledge that. It's just be an homage to Tom Baker's scarf. But then when Matt Smith says it, you know, I like that scarf, I was like, oh, so it's going to be one of those kind of shows. Like, were they going to acknowledge certain things like, hey, hey, look at that. Look at that scarf. So I, I kind of felt myself throughout the episode going, throughout the episode, kind of looking for li- little things. Like, you couldn't have all the doctors there as to play the doctors. Some of them are live or whatnot. But are they going to have those actors in, like, real tiny roles, like, a, as a walk-on? Mm-hmm. Interesting. You know, what they kind of did at the end. Right. You know, and I, like, I, again, I mean, I was like, oh, that's so awesome. You know, and even at the end, I was like, okay, I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting that. I mean, it was, it was enjoyable. I mean, again, it was one of those things, like, when it comes out on DVD, I'm going to buy it because I want to see all the extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my biggest complaint, I, I do wish they would have utilized John Hurt a little bit more. Yeah. Um, he was kind of like, a side character like he didn't really come out and really do anything like but, like tenant and matt smith were well okay wait, I, wait, wait, I, 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 no his, no his his art his I'm, if i'm assuming this is what you're trying to say is he that, didn't grab the reins at any real point okay and i'm gonna say as a viewer i didn't give a shit about john hurt i wanted to see david tenant and matt smith on screen for two hours that's all i cared about <laughs> That's all, I, that's all I really didn't care about. Because I like Tenet's Doctor and I like Matt Smith's Doctor. Of course. And, and so do I. I'm just saying, okay, you're making this guy the Doctor. Have him do something memorable that's like really like... Okay, well, what's more memorable than destroying your entire race? Yeah, that's what to say. I mean, I was... Like... Because his yeah. whole role in the whole show, not to really give it away, was the fact that he had to make a big life decision. Sure. Through I, the whole I thing. Agree. And that's... It was kind of like, you know, like almost like a Christmas episode where it was like these different spirits were coming to him to, to show like why, like if he did this, what would happen? And I got that too. I, okay. I, if, yeah. no, no. no, I was just going to say, uh, I did feel that uh, ghost of uh, Christmas future feel yeah. at one point without yeah. well, saying too much. But if you look at, if, if, if a movie's written well, like take the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. you never saw... The big bad guy, the guy in the tower until the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. He never once appears in the books. He doesn't once appear at the end of the movies, but you're always living every day under that shadow of that character. Mm-hmm. So when you're going into this episode, he already has that weight going in. So he doesn't really have to do much because you already know what his story is. You don't need to see everything. His, his storyline is he's the guy who destroys his race, everything. Where do you go from there? Do you want to see what he was like, you know, three no, weeks before? I just before? wanted to see more of the doctor pop out. Like, uh, I won't say any spoilers, but Matt Smith goes, da da da. <laughs> and then John Hurt's like, you're brilliant. And then they work on that. It's like, you know, he didn't come up with any, like, grand scheme ideas. Sure, he did. I felt. Well, he was going to destroy that door. 
that they thought <laughs> well, that's was the part, That's the part he's trying to focus on. It's not really a spoiler. They're all locked in the room, and then he talks about the calculations, and Matt Smith is like, well, if, if it's... Well, actually, no, it was John Hurt who said that it's the same software, just different hardware, different shell. Right. You know, so that the calculations... Kind of like an iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so that, that because it's the same sonic screwdriver, that after 400 years... You right. know, the calculations are done. Right. You know, so it's kind of like one of those, like, one fed off the other. Because you are looking at, like, three generations, I guess. Right. You know, so how all the stuff that's new to him is old hat to someone like Matt Smith and David Tennant still being in the kind of... In between uh, phase. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I think that... I think the show's perspective is looking at it from Matt Smith's perspective looking forward. Rather than, but while paying homage to the stuff behind it, I I, I don't know. I mean, I I, like, I thought John Hurt was perfect in it. Mm. Like as far as the stuff that he no, had, no, I liked them. I just I just thought since this was perhaps his one and only time really playing the Doctor, I guess maybe I just expected more. I, but do you think they would go back and record some episodes to sort of fill in that gap uh, with no. with John Hurt as the Doctor? I, 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 that's you know what I'm gonna be honest. It's up in the air. I mean, back in the day, probably not because you didn't have the um, media's. Mm-hmm. You could have John Hurt play because we're in America. All we are is visual. Mm-hmm. But they have the radio plays, yeah. like you were saying yeah. before. So why not have John Hurt do a series of radio plays mm. to kind of fill in gaps for his doctor, since we can't see them, yeah. but we can hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're always doing, you know, because David Tennant was still doing stuff as Doctor. You said the guy who played doc, the, the Ninth Doctor, not the Eighth Doctor. Well, the Eighth Doctor. Well, now... The Seventh yeah, Doctor. The eighth, yeah, the Eighth Doctor. The Eighth Doctor. <laughs> you know, the guy from the 1996 version, he did more radio plays than anything else. Mm. Right. And I only know and him... And there's more books based on him, because there was that 1996 to 2005 space right. where he was the only... He was the last Doctor. Right. So now you might see more books with John Hurt as the Doctor. Which would be great. You know, and I, you could do mini webisodes, I guess. You can mm-hmm. kind of fill them in, mm-hmm. you know, just little vignettes. But I think that his kind of character, his role as a Doctor, felt to me like an all-inclusive, like, I didn't need too much backstory because he's just the Doctor. Right. You know, like to me, it was like, I know, I know what the doc, I know what to expect out of a doctor. And I think he was a good combination between Tennant and Smith. His quirkiness is funny. Like, I didn't expect him to be as funny. I expected him to be real serious because I always know him as like a serious actor. Very, very, very few that I see with joke fly out of his mouth. Right. You know, so it was like, all right. And to see the three of them kind of play, I thought that was like, those were my favorite scenes. You know, so whatever it was that kind of like I, I, to me, it's like you know, I thought he, I thought he was perfect in it. I, you know, again, I, if I'm willing to go, I'm willing to show out fifteen bucks to go watch it in three day after seeing it Saturday. You know, I'm like, eh, it's got to be something there, right? Yeah. You know? No, I, I love this character. That's why maybe yeah. I feel like I wanted to see more. I, you know, yeah. I, I mean, don't so would I, but I think you know. I think we'll have our moments, mm-hmm. you know, but I think for that moment, that, that show, I think he was perfect, you know. Yeah, I, I, watch, I watched it twice on Saturday. I saw the 2.50 broadcast and the 7 o'clock. Yeah, oh, and actually, I think I posted it on the, our Facebook page, how it uh, got a Guinness Book World Record. Did it? Yeah, it was for the um, most watched simulcast. Um, let see, where is it? La, la, la. 
<laughs> the most uh, nerds having an orgasm at the same time. <laughs> it was... <laughs> Okay, let's Without see. Without actually being It received touched. the Guinness World Record for the largest ever simulcast of a TV drama following a major, massive global campaign, which saw the episode broadcast in 94 countries across six continents. Wow. Did they have any numbers estimated yet? How many viewers there were? Uh, well, probably not. You're probably... I mean... That won't come out probably for another week, I think. Imagine. Yeah. I, mean, I just figured with all today's digital it. technology, it would be easier to collect, you know. Probably. I mean, give it a couple of days. I think people are still trying to go, oh, wow, so good. Yeah. And now you have people analyzing. They're still smoking it. their cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there were some people in there. That I did see, like, some of the posts, like, some people bitching and complaining about stuff. Like, one guy was pissed about Eccleson's role in the movie, in the show, because he did appear... But his uninvolvement in the show, like it, his, like his, how can I, his absence was missed, and I was like, no, it wasn't. Like, I I didn't need him to be in the episode because to me, Tennant and Smith are like the guys, mm-hmm. and, and Baker mm-hmm. to to throw that yeah. in. And, and like in my time as Doctor Who, I only know three doctors. I've seen Eccleston's Doctor. I've seen the nineteen ninety six for you know Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. Anything prior to Baker, I'm like foggy about because I'm um, you know I didn't watch as a kid I mean it's literally one of the TV shows that can go yeah I didn't watch as a kid and a lot <laughs> of the doctors are kind of dry and boring maybe because I'm an American viewer and I'm spoiled that way yeah but uh there's a lot of doctors I just couldn't get into because they were so dry well now okay now here's a question yeah alright because Hurt did make a couple comments about how young and childlike they are yeah do you think that was written in because Capaldi's way older than Smith is? Yeah. He's like, you know, do you think that in the regeneration process that he chooses to go older or is it just random? Well, I mean, at one point I did I did read something a long, long time ago that supposed to be every generation. He's supposed to get younger because the first doctor, uh, Hartnell, I think it was, wasn't it? No. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, yeah, William Hartnell. Uh, he was supposed to be older, and they were supposed to be younger and younger. So he's going to be like a very young man at the end of his run of uh, the last generation. Well, that changed. But that went out the window, obviously, with some of them. They, you know, because of the age difference, and some of them were a lot older. Sylvester McCoy was a lot older than. Right. The seventh was a lot older than the sixth. Sixth, right. So it's like those kind of things, really, they just, they just did away with because it was just they couldn't do it, or they just felt that this act would be better because they're more. Uh, season that they could handle the doctor a lot better than a younger actor could. And, and they did kind of explain that in the 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 short like that was released online from the BBC Night of the Doctor, where it is kind of random. Like he always wanted to be ginger, but he never comes out ginger. Uh, it is not really his choice until they came out with that potion. Yeah, where he wanted to be a warrior doctor, but uh, being fat, skinny, male, female, muscular, witty, it, it it's all typically random when you regenerate right all right so i mean on a scale one ten since you like scales (laughs) where would you rate the episode i would give it an eight it's not it's not my favorite but it was up there all right i give it a seven and i would think i like the episode but i hate the episode at the same time with the jade about it that i lost a bet to you <laughs> God, such a menial little thing that knocks off three points. Well, you didn't see it, so you can't. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll give my rating after I see it. Okay, right. cool. 
Well, what I, do you I, give actually, it? I kind of give. I go with Dave. I give it eight. All right, eight because it was solid. You know, I think it probably would have been nine or a ten if I had more of an appreciation for the past doctors. Right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I enjoyed it. I mean, I could watch David Tennant and Matt Smith. All like the two of them worked so well together that I felt like do a duo series with the two of them, like the month of the Doctor, right? Where they're, where they're stuck in some sort of time loop where they actually have to work together for like figuring out stuff. I can see them in like a, like a cross country movie, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a dumb and dumber version of Doctor Who, right? <laughs> <laughs> Except not as dumb dumber, or as dumber. dumber. <laughs> Two doctors just crossing the country, going, "Hello, Doctor, 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 Doctor." You know. <laughs> All right. Now that's done. I think let's move on to uh, the top box office weekend movies. Okie dokie. Okie dokie, Smokey. Uh, number five, Last Vegas. Made four point four million and it's fifty three point nine overall in four weeks of release. Not yeah. bad. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Uh, I mean, no real desire to you know, see, see it. it. Right. I mean, I I kind of was I kind of want to see it because it looks kind of funny. But to me, being kind of funny isn't a motivator to go, go see to the theater. Right. Yeah, I could wait for disc for something. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Number four, Free Birds made five point three million and forty eight point six overall in four weekends of release. So. Not bad for an unknown, you know. Yeah. Like a, a random, it's not a Disney, it's not a DreamsWorks. It's and just, I don't, I don't even Dreams remember Dreams. seeing commercials for it. Like, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Did I sleep through them or something? Or maybe you just I, don't I watch the shows that have those two months right. saying you don't go to the camp, you don't go <laughs> to the right movies. Too. <laughs> I'm, uh, too, I'm too busy going to Conjuring. They don't really show, you know, right, these, animated these, turkey shit. You're too so. busy going to see actual movies. <laughs> At Ritz East. Fancy fancy. Where they give you hors d'oeuvres instead of popcorn. <laughs> and they're brought to our you know seats. What? I actually went to that theater once and I got Altoids as a snack. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the kind of, that's the kind of movie theater it is. Were they curiously strong? No, they were predictably strong. <laughs> I wasn't curious at all. <laughs> kind of were right out there. Popped one in. Oh, wow, it's strong. <laughs> Not curious about it at all. <laughs> they were as strong as you expected them to be. Sure, it's mint. I tasted minty. I'm good with that. <laughs> Number three, The Best Man Holiday made $12.5 million over the weekend and 50.4 overall in two weekends. Like a movie I never heard of. And we, we were talking about this. It's actually a sequel. To a movie that came out, I think, like 10 years ago called The Best Man. Oh, so, okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I want to say I, I may have seen The Best Man. I don't remember I it. I think I remember seeing like trailers for it. Yeah. I do not actually remember it, so I can't tell you shit about right. it. It's Again, it may have been something I slept through, so sorry. <laughs> don't apologize to us. I don't think, I don't, I don't think our listeners are going to be like, oh, Best Man. Oh, it's a sequel, you know. I don't think many people saw that. <laughs> Number two, The God Has Fallen, Thor to Dark World, 14.1 over this weekend and 167.8 million in three weekends in release. I think they made their money back. Yeah, I think it's 120 or something like that. Between America and over in Europe, they're. Yeah, it's only American totals only. Right, so. Over in in Europe, it was already over $100 million that opening weekend. I'm pulling it up now because I can't remember off the top of my head. Damn it! Sorry! (laughs) Drank too much this weekend. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Quit your bitch. They're lady. bringing me mimosas while I, while I went and saw my movie. While I'm sitting there knitting my sweaters. Uh, the budget was 170. 
Yeah, okay. So right. it, made, it made its money. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yeah. And the number one movie, Hunger Games, Catching Fire, made $161.1 million in the first weekend release. And I saw it. Wow. How was it? It was awesome. I mean, I, I saw the first one in the theaters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, you know what? It's not bad. And I bought it on DVD when Blue Runner came out, mm-hmm. you know, because I, you know, the nice little cube came with like a paperweight of the the mock, mockingbird or fire or mockingjay, whatever the fuck it's called, you know. <laughs> and then, uh, so I went in to see it without having rewatched the original, yeah. but it didn't make me. It didn't feel like a sequel. It felt like a sequel because you had to have known. Like what happened in the first? You didn't really have to know what happened in the first movie to kind of get what was you going on. The gist that of it, yeah. You spoiler kind of got... alert: she didn't die. Well, yeah, because yeah, but, that's yeah. what happened. But, she uh, okay. she went into the Hunger Games and she didn't die. Well, not only didn't she die, but she also brought the guy with her, yeah. kind of thing. So it kind of it takes place now. They're doing like this tour, I mm-hmm. guess you know, and and it's. I thought, for me, I thought it was, because like, I had never read the books. You, obviously, you don't think right, read the no. books. I know you didn't read the books. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so none of us read the books. I read that this was a really good interpretation, like a faithful interpretation of the actual book. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about it was it, it did kind of, she was affected by her, st- her, her stint in the games. Right. Like kind of post-traumatic stress syndrome kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Shell shock in a way. And then how it kind of goes from there, and then... Donald Sutherland is in it. Philip, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, who's always great. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson was just awesome as always. <laughs> you know, and it was just it was so good. And it ended obviously, and because you know, there's a third one and a fourth one, I think. But I was like, it was two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel like two and a half hours. And then when I, when the movie was fading to black to go, you know, like I was like, wait, that's it? I want more. Wow. Not, not, but not disappointing. Like. What do you mean that's it? Fuck! Like, there was some douchebag in my theater that was talking throughout the fucking entire movie. I hate that. I couldn't, I mean, it, but it was low enough and he was far away enough that it was just like a. But every once in a while I could hear like a phrase or word. It I, makes me want to take my M&Ms and just like shove them in a BB gun and start shooting. Well, I mean, the theater was actually, because we see my dad and I see it like on Sunday afternoon. So it's afternoon. not fatal! Just yeah. hurts like hell. <laughs> We thought about this, apparently. I mean, uh, so do I. Okay. I threw I my... Had, I had it happen enough times. Like, what, you get shot with BB guns with m and n- No. <laughs> I threw my popcorn at an old man. <laughs> That's how pissed off I was at a movie theater once. I threw my M&Ms at an old man. Because he's sitting there when I saw went and saw um, Batman... Uh, not Batman. Yeah, Batman Begins. Like, he's sitting there talking the whole time. And I'm just like... Shut the fuck! Either shut up or give me twenty dollars. One or the other. <laughs> my thing. And he turned around. He turned around. And I told him, "Shut up or give me twenty dollars for my tickets." And he wouldn't shut up. So I turned around and took a handful of M and M's, launched it at him. <laughs> I got two instances like that. One, there was a, a movie back in the early nineties. I think called The Cowboy Way. It starred Woody Harrelson. I think Kiefer Sutherland. Uh-huh. They were cowboys. Going to the big one of those like explains the name, <laughs> right? But they were like you know two cowboys coming into the city to you know to get somebody. I don't exactly remember, but I remember it being a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there was this women behind us, like a, a couple, and I was like a teenage, like a twenty something, you know, something yeah. kid. So it was a good twenty years ago, you know. <laughs> they obviously were like older than me, but this woman was talking about. She was in town the day they were filming that scene, like these scenes, and all she kept talking about was the making of the movie right behind me. 
Yeah. I, I'm a patient guy, so I waited until the end. Now, back then, I was thinner, and I had a biker jacket with a dog chain around my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Badass. Okay. It was kind of badass because, I mean, it was a kind of Mad Max kind of look going. Did you have a mohawk? No. I would never um, have a mohawk. I could never Did you have a handlebar mask last No. No. <laughs> no. But my girlfriend's name was Harley. No. <laughs> so I remember getting um, all like, all looking like a biker, like that, right. that image, turn around, look in this, old, this middle-aged to older woman in her eye going, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm more than half your age, less than half your age, you're more than half my age, and I know... Not to talk to her in a movie theater, you fucking bitch. And she, the look on her face was like utter horror. Because, I mean, I guess, you know, I'm a big guy naturally. Yeah. But put a biker jacket on, like, in the early 90s. It was very terminator looking. Yeah. You know? Because you don't see the person that sit, you're sitting in front of until they get up. And being six foot, and this woman looked like she was half my size, hovering so over. Sorry, sir. The look <laughs> of horror on her face was so satisfying. <laughs> you know? See, that's the problem with me is like I was thrilled when she wet her pants. It was great. <laughs> like I, what a movie experience. I can look mean, but nobody takes me seriously. Yeah, I don't think you seriously. No. Yeah, but now, now my favorite one that was my sister and I went to go see the Peter Jackson's King Kong. Yeah. Now you know how King Kong ends. Everyone knows nothing ever changes in that story. Everybody gets along at the end. Right. It's, it's Peter Jackson's. It's, you know, it's, it's visually beautiful. I just yeah. recently purchased it on Blu-ray because I had this, because I've been watching all this Lord of the Rings extra stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember how much I enjoyed King Kong. But then I also remember this instant. Old, I'm going to say Jewish guy, maybe? Old guy. Old guy. Hey, <laughs> with the monkeys and the okay. gorillas. Well, Adrian, the building. Adrian, Adrian Brody's in it. Yeah. Okay, you know that guy's got a nose that you could spot a gazillion miles away. Right. Back out. We can't get his nose in the... Back right. up a little... Back, back up, up back a little long. Go across the street. And next you know, you, hear, you, know, there's, you can't have Can the you, street... Can, is he in this show yet? No. We got to film us Go a television. Further. Hey, it's me, Adrian Brody. Get a wider okay. lens. Is it Adrian Brody? I think his name is... Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm thinking Adam Brody. Um, so, so this old guy, who I had to be half senile. <laughs> mentions the Come fact on. that he had to be Jewish because of that nose. Oh, no. And I'm sitting there with my sister, and I'm like, this guy is, and it's a three-hour movie. This guy had a commentary on everything, like Jack Black being a fat guy. And I'm, and I'm seething, seething. But I was raised to be polite to the stupid. You know? <laughs> so now here we are. It's the moment of truth. King Kong is on top of the Empire State Building. Planes are fucking shooting at him. You know it's a matter of time before he takes that header off the building. Yeah, right. I am already dreading this moment because I got caught, really caught up, and I was emotional about it. Yeah. I know it's stupid. I know how it ends, but it's like watching old like Yeller. You know where it's going to go. Yeah. Falls, lands. He's dying. You know. This fucker says something. I don't remember correctly what it was, but I'm already tears are streaming down my face. And my sister's crying. I'm crying. This old I hope he's dead now. You know? <laughs> oh wow. This how much he said something and I grabbed the popcorn that my sister had in her lap, grabbed the handful, spun around, and threw it at him. And she's like, Hey, I was eating that. <laughs> no, my sister, she was like she was like, He's lucky you did it because I would have punched him. <laughs> And I was just like, shut the fuck up. I and mean, it was so like, 
I mean, I was so wracked with emotion. I was like, hey, it was Beauty to kill the beast. <laughs> Why? Why couldn't he just live if he didn't get on the boat? Why? <laughs> you know, it's amazing the amount of things that can be used as projectiles in movie theaters. I throw gummy bears. Oh, gummy Dude, bears. Twizzlers? I bet they would fucking hurt if you launched oh, yeah, this thing. Oh, yeah, whip that shit. <laughs> Skittles, Shut up! Skittles, M&M. Oh, <laughs> No, I never I mean, to the movie theater with the three. I don't know if that handful of M and M's actually hit the guy. They hit somebody. They hit collateral they damage. Hit collateral damage. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing. Like, I'm adult enough to kind of give you till the end of the trailers. Mm-hmm. Once oh, yeah. that movie starts, because there was a line of bitches behind me that were gabbing in her fucking asses off. I'll even give you to the end of the opening credits. Me too. I'll give you to the end of the opening credits as soon as the fucking movie starts. That mouth better be fucking zipped. The one exception I will give, action movies. Because, like, like if we're, if we're sitting through a Tarantino movie, like, cheering, yeah. like, you know, like, I, okay, when I went and saw, um, uh, what the fuck was it? Uh, Machete Kills. It's they, behind uh, you! Yeah, <laughs> yeah! Like, we I were, we were cheering. Shit. There were people sitting there, like, I was groaning at some points going, Jesus fucking Christ. But that's like, okay. Those movies are kind of designed to get exact, that kind of reaction. Exactly. But that's that's it. They're designed for those kinds of reactions because the entire audience will do the, it the last, together. The last thing you want to hear in the movie theater is, so where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Are you paying well, for me yeah. too? Here's the thing. I We sit by and go to movies. We used to go to movies a lot. And I would be really into the story. My like like my blinders on. I don't I don't see anybody in the audience. And all of a sudden, be like, "Hey Ed, blah blah." He'll say something funny. And I I got him one time. I'm like, "Dude, I'm in the movie." And he goes, "Yeah, but it won't be funny after the movie." <laughs> <laughs> like so, so these bitches were talking to the, the trailers, and I was like, "All right." And they had some good trailers. Like I, the Vampire Academy looks kind of nice. Like I'm not, yeah. I'm on the fence. It kind of it's all elongated trailer, so it's kind of like Buffy. Yeah. But also, it's by the director of Mean Girls, and I love Wait, Mean Girls. Buffy, <laughs> Buffy the show, Buffy the movie. Uh, Buffy the show. Okay, because it's like a chick involved, and she's all attitude. Because I kind of feel like there is a little bit of a difference. Uh, yeah, there is, There's, even though yeah. it's created by the same guy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, and they did quiet down, you know, when the movie started. Yeah. But this fucker in the back just—it was him and his. I'm going to say it's his girl. Just kept talking, and then at the end of the movie, when it kind of fades to black, mm-hmm. and this look of shit's gonna go down in the next movie he seemed to piss off about that ending and I'm like well fucker if you weren't talking you maybe would got involved in the story yeah mm-hmm. you would like, know what the fuck's gonna happen cause when you see the look on her face cause if it goes from pain to hurt to worry to anger to like, like you can like somebody's ass like, is gonna be it's on the my reason grill. why she won an Oscar for for Silver Lang's playbook yeah because it was all there in just a close up shot of her face when that movie faded, I was like, shit's going to go down. Yeah. Like, I wanted that next movie to start, like, right now. Yeah. I was like, give me, like, a half-hour break. Mm-hmm. Start up part three. Yeah. You know? So, you went to the movies, too, though. I did. I went and saw um, Dallas Buyers Club. Which was number eight on the list. No, number, yes. nine. number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Yeah. Number nine. But it only cost five and a half million to make, and it made three million this week. So, it's going to make its money back. Oh, yeah. If yeah. not then, between DVD sales. Yeah. 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 Um, it was... I loved it. I, I mean, I was... I went and saw it with my boyfriend and his mom, and uh, it was... <laughs> yes. Oi. Oi. Such a nice girl. Um, but it was... Did you pay? 
Uh, no, his mom treated us. Oh, that's nice. nice. You yeah. know she likes you. She <laughs> and before that, she took us out to lunch oh. at this really nice little place down in, down off of uh, I think, uh, where the hell is it? I think it was off like uh, like Washington Square. Tallulah's Light. Nice. It's really nice. Really nice little place. So, briefly, what was the movie about? Okay. What was the movie called? uh, Dallas Buyers Club. It's based on a true story. Um, So, this guy, Ron Woodruff, who was played by Matthew McConaughey, um, discovers he has AIDS, and they set him up in the beginning as this colossal fucking womanizing prick. So basically Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is why I love Except it. a cokehead instead of a stoner. Okay. So, um, now was it a period piece? I guess it was a period piece. Early 80s? So it takes place in the mid 80s. Okay. Mid to late 80s um, during the AIDS crisis. So he okay. discovers he has AIDS um, and he, you know, and, and I'm, I'm going to use their term so, you know, please don't write me hate mail. This is not you know, I'm using their terms. So he's convinced it's just a fag disease and he's, you know, freaking out about it. And he, um, he does research, finds out that it's also, um, a percentage of the people who have it. It's not just a gay disease. It's also, uh, uh, strikes people who use IV drugs and he f- sort of figures out where he got it from. He had sex with a woman. People get bad meat injection. Yeah. <laughs> well, he discovers he, 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 or he f- has a flashback to where he got it from. Um, and he decides that uh, he wants to buy his treatment. Um, the only problem is AZT hadn't been FDA approved at that time. Um, they were still, it was still um, in the clinical trials. He wasn't approved for the clinical trials. So um, he, you know, was basically handed a death sentence and he wasn't willing to um never uh, give up never surrender basically yeah (laughs) so um long story short he finds a way to get hold of azt but he can only get a hold of it for a short while he ends up in a hospital in mexico they take him off it put him on this whole other regimen that actually works better is much less toxic to his system than azt and uh he sets up, he finds or figures out a way to make money off people who are dying from AIDS at the time because it was an ep- it was a huge epidemic. Um, and the way he did it was he set up a buyer's club. So you would pay dues and you weren't buying the medicine. You were just paying dues and you would get the medicine for free. All the medicine you needed. Okay. So now, okay, when you said that he found the way to make money off of this, mm-hmm. was it done in a way to like help these people or was it done selfishly to uh i think initially it was probably done a little selfishly but also with the the intent to help these people okay um but to help people who could pay right eventually i think it got to a point where it was more it was more to help people less to make money because it, it it did get to a point where they were underwater and like he was having to sell assets, um, one of his, one of the people, sold his who, assets. <laughs> 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 like he had, he had bought a Cadillac, and they had no way to to pay these bills. And he tosses the keys to the woman and says, "Sell the Cadillac." Um, and then, and then uh, he traded that Cadillac in for a Lincoln. He became the Lincoln lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but that was during his time as a male stripper. Magic month, yes. by the way. <laughs> All right, all, all right, right, all right. <laughs> Love that movie. <laughs> so it was a feel-good movie. You know, 
She you was know, crying was worse, a, and I was crying at King Kong. You know, I, I, I will fully admit, like I was, I, me and and I, I don't know about Baron, but me and Baron's mom were were definitely tearing Moved. up. Uh, okay. Yeah, there were some really funny moments during the movie. Like, there's this, there's this one point where he ends up in the hospital, and That's funny. Uh, well, he he's like. <laughs> They have him hooked up to uh, AZT, which he rips the IV out of his arm, and he storms out, and he's like, "Enjoy the view!" And the back of his gown's uh, okay. open, and it was it was a sight gag, but it was funny as hell. Like that's worth the price of the ticket, right but, there. Dude, yeah, but again, not the first time you've seen his bare ass because Magic Mikey did it too. No, but you know what? In this one, he except he was wearing assless chaps. Now, <laughs> you know what? He wasn't. He wasn't all buff in this one. He was because he had he had like he was basically emaciated because he was playing an AIDS right. patient. Jared Leto too is in the film. He played um, a character named Rayon, who was um, a, a game like the gas. <laughs> 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 no. uh, uh, more like the uh, the the pantyhose. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Uh, um, and his performance was just amazing, amazing, and very funny at the same time. Because he was uh, uh, drag. Yeah, he was in drag. So I'm guessing probably his name is Ray. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. His real his real name was his birth name was Raymond. Yep. See, there you go. they always do that. Like you know, like like my my cousin Sarah is now Sam. Okay. They always kind of do, or you could just, it's Samantha the Sam, kind of also works too. Right. I happen to be one of those names that's gender neutral. Sean is a gender neutral name. <laughs> so I can just, uh, who am I? I'm Sean. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> it's me, Sean. I could go to Eric. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Or, or if I want to do my middle name, Steven. Yeah. Okay. What about you? I'm not going Edwina. Back. Or Edna. Yeah, Edna, never, Edna. it never, it never Edna. ends. Yeah, it never goes all the way. I can time out. I don't think there's a gay man on earth that would get laid as Edna. <laughs> Dame, Dame Edna. Who's that? You don't know who Dame, Dame Edna, Edna is? No. Even oh, Edna knows who Dame Edna is. I don't know who that is. It's a puppet. Hello, oh. darling. Hello, Ed. No, no. Dame Edna. All right, hold on. Hold on. Well, hold if on. I ever go through the change, hold I would be on. Amy. And the logic <laughs> behind that is Amy and David both mean beloved. Aww. Aww. So basically, I have I the same name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was clamped, but it was actually. <laughs> oh, I was up talking. I mean, I well, be the, with that with that logic, I think I would stick with Eric because my name means the royal in Old Norse, and you know I am a fucking queen. So. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. Jeez, what does Sean mean? Let's find out. You, well, see, now you got to do the SAJWN version. I will. All well, right. while she's looking that up, you were speaking of the pet peeve of people talking. Yeah. Yeah. One of my newest pet peeves, which has been intensifying with more and more smartphones, is people, people cutting check- you off. Yeah, well, that. <laughs> no, during a movie, I'm talking. During a movie, I'm talking about. Yeah, there's people checking their damn messages. Oh my god, movie. I hate that! And it's like a freaking spotlight. I in your hate face. that. And it's like you're you're really into the movie, and in your peripheral vision, yeah. it's like this bright light shining at you. Or if you're in a stadium no, seating, like- and, and you're and all of a sudden like down at the below you, like three low three rows, you see that light go. Yeah. And you're so like, it's like a fucking phone that when it when it chimes, it's like a neon blue. I, I almost feel and like then they turn out. on the screen. I feel like going, we can see that douchebag. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tell your girlfriend to come back later. Yeah. You'll text her after the movie. Tell your girlfriend you're on a date, you mo. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'll look at the penis picture later. 
bitch. <laughs> Such a bitch. I really am. I, I, I just... Like, I, I, we were living in a world where everything's self-absorbed. Like, uh, like there was a woman in front of my father who, just before the movie started, was texting on her phone. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. That's, yeah, that's Theater's fine. Theater's lit and all that stuff. I go get my drink and my M&M's, and I come back in, just in case I have to throw it at anybody, you know? <laughs> and then I come in, and my dad's trying to help this woman. Apparently, this woman, like, dropped her cell phone, and she can't find it. And my first thing was, like, fucking bitch shouldn't have been on the phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that was kind of like, all right, I mean, the only thing I did to my phone was mute it. So that way I'm not getting a ring or anything like that. Yeah. And I slot it in my pocket because you shouldn't be looking at it. Yeah. Right. Like, I'll I'll look at my phone up until the previews start. Once the previews yeah. start, I turn my phone off. Even then, it's still a little iffy. Like, if my mom or somebody's texting me and it's urgent, right. like, then I'll, I'll text them back. But I tell them, like, hey, I'm heading into a theater. You're not going to be able to get a hold of me for the next two hours. Yeah. Well, that's... Yeah. Unless yeah. somebody's dying having a baby you know then i'm gonna be like call me i'll feel the vibration i'll go out i keep that in my special spot in my lap (laughs) i'll go a step further my legs yesterday during day of the doctor (coughs) i unplugged my landline wow you have a landline i have a landline those exist i have a landline Oh, you know what was so weird? Since we're talking landlines, I'm outside. I'm outside having my at my house having a smoke, right? And I'm looking at landlines, and I'm like, "Do we still need those?" You know what? They just installed FiOS in my neighborhood, and I was like really surprised because they kind of hooked it into. I don't know if they hooked it into the existing framework, but it's basically running right with the regular the lines that were already there because they. What happened was they sent us a letter out saying, hey, we're going to be installing um, Fios in your neighborhood soon. So just a heads up, like we might be like tramping all over your property. And I own the end property on my block. So like one day I got guys like climbing on ladders, like right outside my back door. And I go out like, hi, what the fuck are you doing? I woke up in heaven. There was men falling from the sky. (laughs) (laughs) But here, apparently... Dreams do come true. <laughs> yeah, but they weren't falling into my bed, so. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, but here, apparently, somebody had, quote-unquote, talked to me and gotten my approval for these guys to be um, drilling into the brickwork on my house. And I was like, no, they no. didn't. <laughs> no, they did not. I'm just thinking, like, in today's world, where everything's Wi-Fi and everything, everything's wireless, do we really need that anymore? What wires? Well, I don't know, just telephone poles. I mean, I understand that certain telephone poles have lights at the end and stuff like that. Yeah, but, but the telephone poles well, also those, provide those power to your poles. house. Those are light poles. It's also electrical lines. Yes. So yeah, I always thought they went underground. No, no. All right. Not in the city. Some areas. Plus, the, the fact that as long as we have somebody over the age of sixty-five at this point, <laughs> we'll always need landlines. So until the old geezers die, right? Until <laughs> the new generation of us come old. Then those lines will be obsolete. I think some of the telephone lines are underground, though, because the guy was telling me that, um, like, the the lines in my neighborhood um, run up from Are they under- white lines? Blow away. <laughs> they, Blow. they run up from under the ground, and he, sa- he said they're under, like, he said they're underground, and they're tr- it sounded like they were trying to avoid having to go and under dig. the street. Yeah, it all yeah. depends on the neighborhood and what the uh, county has right. set up. Yeah. yeah. 
All right. Anyway, um, so did you find the information? Yeah, I did. I found out what Sean means. Oh, yeah. And it means the same thing. Your spelling is Hebrew. Yes, I know. The S-E-A-N is Gaelic. Yes, They I know. both mean the same thing. And it means? God is gracious. Oh! <laughs> God is gracious, not Sean is gracious. <laughs> no, but I am. Obviously. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> Actually, see, the, the weird story about my name is my mom was a Sean Connery fan, but she didn't want... You know, me to be, have S E A N because she knew people would always, you know, she wanted it spelled right. She didn't want people mispronouncing it. So, I'm, right. Well, that's what she told me when I, when I was growing up. So I was like, I never, I never questioned it because of my mother. Like, <laughs> why would my mother lie to me, Erica? <laughs> See, and the reason my name is spelled with a K is I was born in Germany. So my mom gave me the quote unquote correct spelling of Erica. Which is with a K. That's the Germ- Germanic spelling. So, how long did your mom hate Jews? <laughs> you know what's funny is my mom told me that the landlady she had apparently she kept she kept calling her the old Nazi. Erica, <laughs> stop walking so stiff. God, I hope that lady's dead. <laughs> I hope wow, she's dead. this is a, this is a really weird show. And by the way, Edward means wealth protector. Yes. So I you guys that. are rich, huh? No. <laughs> well, you have not lived up to your name. You no. suck. Well, I think to be wealth protector, you actually already have to have the wealth to protect it. That's where it is. That's where your stumbling block is. No, I protect other people's money. That's what I'm saying. You get so freely given over with stupid moves like bet me five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you are protecting shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so what else you got? So those are our those are our top boxes. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Movie reviews, and uh, we could take a break, or okay. we could do movie releases of the week. Yeah, we could take like a five minute break. Uh, let's take a little break, and we'll be back. Okie dokie. See you in a bit, folks. And we're back, folks. Yep. Wasn't that a great hour? <laughs> Was it an hour? Eh, probably not. But maybe after all this, we'll be. <laughs> That no, was definitely an hour on that one. <laughs> okay. There you go then. See, look, a whole hours of laughs and giggles. <laughs> and dick talk. Yes. <laughs> I think there was dick talk in that one. There was who talk. And then now we did, we did our movie review. Yes. Uh, I saw Catching Fire. She saw Dallas, whatever, artsy film. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get our enough of a film artsy films in the third hour. <laughs> oh, that was a tease, folks. <laughs> so uh, tune in for part two, people. But until then, you want to talk to Ed, you contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Sean, you can contact him at sean at wordswithgeeks.com. Or if you want to contact Erica, it's Erica with a K at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can go to our Facebook page, Geeksters, and like us. And also hit our Facebook page, our, our website, wordsweekgeeks.com, for old podcasts. And, of course, this one. <laughs> <laughs> and also, also catch us every Sunday night live from 7 to 10 p.m. on aquanetradio.com. That's Eastern Standard Time, people. Yes. And also on iHeartRadio, iTunes Radio, and Tuned In. Just for search for Aquanet on those apps. There you go, folks. Until then, it stumbles with the... Here it is. That's all, folks. Is it? <laughs> <laughs>